Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits, a little extra gift for you podcast subscribers. This week it features me, Harriet Minter, and Emma Sexton taking on Anne Widdicombe. Yes, Anne Widdicombe. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! This week it was announced that Ethiopia's Prime Minister had appointed a cabinet which was made up of 50% women. Ethiopia actually has a voluntary quota system for its parties, which requires a certain number of women, I think it's 40%, a certain number of women in government. Uh, and they've now got a 50-50 cabinet, which I think is amazing. I think it's incredible. Uh, Rwanda, same thing, requires 40% of women on, uh, 40% of MPs to be women. And they've now gone over 50% of their entire government is female. Should we have quotas here in the UK? Emma, what do you think? Uh, Definitely. I've always said yes to quotas because, you know, and the pushback is always like, oh, but we want the best people doing the job. And it's like, well, that's just making the assumption that all the people that are there already are the best people. And we know that they're not. They're there because of unconscious bias. They're there because of privilege. They're there because of leveraging their networks. So absolutely, we should have quotas. Yeah. So I think we should too. And they do. So certainly in the Labour Party, they have a quota for a number of um, female candidates. And they've sort of resisted it. There have been calls for it in the Tory party, which they've resisted. We're currently, however, that said, we don't have quotas in the UK and we are currently on 32% of our MPs are women, which is the highest it's ever been. So maybe we're getting there naturally? Well, I just think it comes back to this bot for the newspapers. And the thing is, we know now, we are really clear, we've done the studies, we know about unconscious bias. And unless you are doing your due diligence, do you know what I mean? Due diligence. We're like we're never going to change that. And yes, thirty-two percent is is good when you compare it to what it was. But what it was was so awful. I don't want to be sitting here going, "Oh, aren't we doing really well?" No, we're not. It's not fifty percent. We're doing really badly because it's not fifty percent. <laughs> well, here to talk to us about it, we have um, a bit of a female legend when it comes to MPs. Anne Widdicombe. And what do you think? Should we be having quotas for the numbers of women in Parliament? No, absolutely not. First of all, it's an insult to women. <laughs> Why I is want... it an insult to women? Well, I'm just about to tell you. <laughs> I want every woman in Parliament to be able to look every man in Parliament in the eye and to know that she got there on exactly the same basis as he got there. 
Do you think every man can look every woman in Parliament and think they got there on the same basis? Well, they did, obviously. Um, because well, what not... I'm saying, no, if you won't even listen, we'll just end, OK? <laughs> OK. I'm sorry, I don't find this funny. I actually consider this a serious subject. No, I'm listening. Right. Now, every woman should be able to look every man in the eye and know that she got there on exactly the same basis as he got there. Once you have quotas, once you have all women shortlists, or whatever measures you take to try and artificially smooth the paths of women, then they haven't got there on the same basis as the men. Now, in my day, we all had, every single one of us had got there by beating off all the competition in the same way that the men had. None of us had our paths artificially smoothed. That is patronising, that is insulting, and in the end, it makes us second-class citizens. Okay, so I hear that, and I completely agree. I don't think anyone wants to feel that they get a role simply because they're a woman. But what I do question is whether or not men have not had their paths artificially smoothed. So when we look at unconscious bias and we know that we consider leaders automatically to be men, when we look at um, on, how we select people... Ministers. What do you mean leaders well, automatically we've had two women men. prime ministers. It's not a great ratio out of a total, is it? Well, yes, actually, if you look at it in modern times... Uh, since the passing of the Act, it is a pretty good ratio. We've got a woman head of the judiciary. We've got a woman head of the Metropolitan Police. Um, You know, we've got women absolutely everywhere uh, in senior positions. We have actually won the battle. And now what we're doing is embracing the cult of victimhood and saying that we need, from the men, special consideration. Forget it, dear. It's an insult. And can I ask you a question? You've obviously been really successful in politics. Do you feel that you have had to, you've used the words battle, do you do? Do you feel you've had to fight harder? Do you feel that no. you haven't had a smooth... Um... No, I didn't feel that at all. And probably the reason for that was that I didn't go in looking for problems. I never regarded myself, for example, as a woman MP. I was an MP who happened to be a woman, but I represented a constituency in which 50% were men. So uh, I never regarded myself as this sort of peculiar being uh, of a woman MP and therefore I expected to be treated equally and therefore I was. But if you go in looking for problems, you will encounter them. So I appreciate what you're saying in terms of looking for problems. When you're sat in the Houses of Parliament, you're perhaps the only woman in a sea of of men. Did you ever see, what what did you think were the reasons for that? Or did you just accept that that that's okay and that's just how it is? Well, frankly, I never thought like that. I mean, first of all, I was never the only woman in a sea of men. Um, There there were several dozen women there when I went in. Uh, These days, uh, there are a couple of hundred. So, I mean, it's going up all the time. Um, But I was never conscious of the fact that I was in a sea of men. I was conscious of the fact that I was an MP in a sea of MPs, all doing exactly the same job. And in the end, that is what equality means. It is that we are all doing the same job on the same basis, having got there with a level, not a tilted playing field. Would you like to see it getting to the point where there is 50-50 women no, and men? No, because I, I think it's irrelevant. I mean, you know, I'm a pensioner, but I don't demand that there are so many pensioners in the House of Commons or uh, so many ethnics or so many this or so many that or so many gays or so many redheads. Quotas are irrelevant. What matters is that the people who are there will represent 
their constituencies as a whole. And as I say, you know, I had to represent a constituency in which, and this is true of most constituencies, 50% of the electorate were men. I represented them as well as the women. I represented the young and the old and the gay and the straight and the black and the white. I represented them all alike. That was my job. And is it is it easy to represent other people than you? Because I, I look at the I look at the gender balance, but I also look at the diversity in MPs, and then I look at the you know the world as a whole, and I just think that we don't have enough of the different voices from different genders, from different backgrounds, from different walks of life in the Houses of Parliament. And I wonder how you can represent this if you are from you know if you're from a very one dimensional background. If you cannot represent somebody who does doesn't replicate yourself and you shouldn't be an MP love you really shouldn't okay. be an MP our job is to represent everybody including people <coughs> of opposite opinions people we don't like much uh, people who haven't always contributed a great deal to society doesn't matter our job is to represent them that is the job of being an MP and any woman man or whatever who doesn't understand that doesn't understand the job of an MP but and you don't represent everyone, do you? Because when we look at, for example, if I looked at your voting rights, you've continually voted against gay rights. You voted against gay marriage. And if so I you had don't voted the opposite, if I had voted the opposite way, then people with a different opinion would say that I hadn't represented them. The job of an MP uh, is to represent all your constituents to the best of your ability. You do what you believe is right. The remedy is in the ballot box. Uh, And that is what you do. Of course, you cannot on every issue represent everybody for the very simple reason that on every issue there will be different opinions and all shades in between. But Anne, you just said that to be a politician, you had to represent everybody regardless. Yes, I'm saying that you don't just represent yourself. You represent your constituency. That doesn't mean... I I don't believe that your constituency all would have voted against gay marriage. Well, for a start, you don't know. Uh, they wouldn't all have done, no, but you don't know. But what I'm saying is if you're representing the people, how can you vote either you way? finish a sentence, dear. Otherwise, you don't understand what I'm saying. So why try to argue if you don't understand what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I think but, she was saying that your argument didn't work. No, I was saying that they wouldn't all support that, but you do not know where the majority would have liked. No, but then finally what's happened is you voted based on your personal opinion, haven't you? Well, in that case, nobody can vote in Parliament. Don't be silly. You're now taking the argument to extremes. You vote in Parliament and you then stand on what you've done. But what I'm saying is when you're in Parliament, you are influenced by your by yourself, by your perspective. So if we don't have different perspectives in Parliament, we can't represent people. We have to represent our constituencies. That means male and female, black and white, gay and straight. We have to represent our constituencies. It does not mean and cannot mean, it's impossible to mean, that you agree with every constituent on every issue. That's true. But if you've got parliament that entirely is one dimensional person that is likely to have the same views, you are then going to skew your constituencies' opinions based on your perspective. So if we don't have a range of voices, a range of gender, a range of backgrounds. In parliament, you have a range of voices on every single issue. That is why 
we have a government and an opposition uh, and several parties in between. And that is why we have a constitution which says they have to be heard. I mean, that is why we have the democratic setup that we have. But it doesn't mean and cannot mean, and no sensible person can expect it to mean, that you represent every individual at every stage. What you do is, if that individual comes to you with an issue, you deal with it. And we were talking earlier in the show about um, a bot that's been created by the FT to ensure that if a journalist writes an article in which it only quotes men, it reminds them that they should be quoting some women as well. What do you think of that? Stupid. Uh, Why is that? I'm about to tell you. It should actually um, reflect the arguments. Now, if there is an argument... Uh, for X and another argument for Y, you reflect those arguments. doesn't matter who puts them, whether it's men or women. I don't look at an argument and say, oh, is it a man putting this or is it a woman putting this? I look at the argument. Can and you decide... not look at an argument and see? Because when I look at an argument, I can pretty much always see which gender it comes from. Well, that to me is absolutely pathetic because both men and women were, for example, in favour of the Iraq war. Uh, Both men and women vote for particular parties. Uh, Both men and women vote for practically any issue that you can mention, and therefore men and women... I'm talking about when you see an opinion in an article. Yes, and therefore men and women can have the same opinion or different opinions. doesn't depend on their sex. Pathetic or a super skill, depends how you look at it. Uh, And, and of course, you are on Strictly Come Dancing's Christmas special, is that right? I am little bit of strictly music um are you in rehearsals for it now yes i'm in training <laughs> how is it going uh it's going very well thank you very much you'll be very pleased to know that there's a man and a woman involved with Anton and <laughs> what do you think about the debate we had um, not so much this year but definitely last year with yeah. strictly come dancing we should have same-sex couples Oh, well, as far as I'm concerned, Strictly is predicated on a man and a woman. And I don't think people, and obviously the BBC agree because they haven't switched it. Um, I don't think people, you know, want to see it any other way. And oh, well, I think Craig said he did, actually. I think it was Craig who said, was saying it sounded yeah, like well, a good Craig idea. Craig doesn't speak for the entire nation, dear. I mean, he's a very important person and he's no, absolutely wonderful. somebody like wanted to see it the other way. He doesn't speak for the nation. I don't think any of us could Anne thank you so much for joining us and chatting just here tonight on Badass Women's Hour Excels and Widdicombe giving us her view on quotas in Parliament strangely enough she was against and um, Strictly Come Dancing's Christmas special which is on is it Christmas Day day after Christmas Day I don't know but it'll be on around then and it's always a joy she is on it Emma what do you think after that where are you has she changed your mind no she hasn't she hasn't at all because you know I appreciate what she's saying to be a good politician you've got to represent the country but as she clearly stated in her argument she the way she votes is distorted by her views yeah um you know and you can't not be and like you said you have to vote one way or the other so you will vote based on your life experience and your skews and I just don't believe that if you don't have you know that diversity in the of MPs that you you really are going to have a representation of of what the the country thinks well there is an interesting point which is that sometimes you can get somebody who you think based on their gender ethnicity age etc is going to think in one way and they think in a completely different way so we can't just determine diversity of opinion based on background but i i agree i think think we do need a bit of gender balance definitely definitely yeah yeah one two three four 
This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.